0: This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert.
1: It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you that are watching today. We may have someone watching right now for the very first time, and we want you to know we are delighted to have you watching today. We have those that watch every time we're on the air. Thank you as well. Now today we want to talk about the gospel that Peter preached. What did Peter preach? We want to talk about that today. I hope that you'll stay tuned. Now today we continue to offer a free Bible correspondence course. I emphasize the course is free. We want you to have it in order that you might know more about the course, that you might know how to receive it. Let's pause for just a moment.
0: To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580, or call toll-free 877 no 711 5214.
1: I'm going to be reading from the fourth chapter of Acts, and I want to read just one passage, and then I want us to look at some of the passages that precede that. But but first of all, let me read verse 20. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. In order to appreciate that statement made by Peter, we we go back to the third chapter where there was a miracle performed. There was a man that was lame and, and he was healed. And this caused people's attention to be focused on what was happening. And in the fourth chapter, uh, we we learn in verse 1 that the Sadducees came upon them, and the priest and the captain of the temple, and they were greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. So if you notice in verse 3, they laid hands on them put them in custody. But people just kept on hearing the word and believing the word, verse 4. As a matter of fact, says the number of the men came to be about 5,000. Now, in verse 5, we find that the, uh, that the next day, the rulers and the elders and the scribes and so forth were all gathered together. And they put uh, uh, these men out here in the midst of them, and they'd been preaching, Peter and the others with him. And They asked him a question. By what power or by what name have you done this? And Peter, being filled with the Holy Spirit, said to him, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well, let it be known to you all and all the people of Israel that by the name of of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. And then Peter cites a statement made in the Psalms, in Psalms 118, verse 22. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. And then in speaking about Jesus, he says nor is there salvation any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. And they saw how bold Peter and John were. They saw that they were uneducated, untrained men. But then they realized that these men had been with Jesus. That's in verse 13. And then they saw the man who had been healed, the man from back in chapter 3. And they, they, they just couldn't say anything. There was nothing to say. So they had commanded them to go outside of the council. And so these men had the private conference. And this is what quest, the question they asked. What are we going to do with these men? Well, he said, indeed, that a notable miracle has been done through them is evident. They couldn't deny that. And to all who dwell in Jerusalem, well, we cannot deny it. So that it spreads no further said, I tell you what let's do, let's just threaten them severely that from now on that they're not to speak any more in the name of this man Jesus. So they called them in and they commanded them not to speak any longer, anymore, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But then this is what Peter said in verse 19. Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. We cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. The the only thing that we can preach today is that which has been revealed in the Bible. And we need... Bible preaching today. Not just talking. We need to let the Bible do the talking. In Galatians 1 verse 8 and verse 9, Paul said, Though we are an angel from heaven, for preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached, let him be accursed. As I said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, than that which we have received, let him be accursed. We cannot preach anything other than that which has been revealed in the Bible. 2 John 9 says, Whosoever goeth onward and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. I sever my relationship with God when I go beyond what the Bible teaches. What did Peter preach? What was the gospel that Peter had preached? Well, first of all, Peter preached what he had seen. Well, what had Peter seen? Well, back in the 8th chapter of Matthew, uh, Peter had seen Jesus cause the sick to be healed. In the first four verses of Acts chapter 8, there was a leprous man who came. And Peter saw Jesus heal the man of his leprosy. In Matthew chapter 8 again, beginning in verse 14, Peter's wife's mother was, lay sick with a fever. And Jesus touched her hand and the fever left her. And she arose and served them. The healing of Peter's mother-in-law was an instantaneous healing. That's a characteristic of the miracles that Jesus performed. Not like someone saying, well, you're, you're healed and now you're going to begin to get better over a period of time. No, that's not a healing. That's a recovery. When Jesus healed someone, it was instantaneous. Here's a woman who no doubt was, had been feverish for some while And as a rule, when a person has a fever, it leaves them quite weak. This woman was well enough after she was healed to get up and to prepare a meal. Peter had seen Jesus heal his mother-in-law. In In John chapter 11, he saw Jesus call Lazarus from the tomb. While Jesus merely said, Lazarus, come forth. In Matthew chapter 14 and verse 26... Peter saw Jesus walk on the water. In Matthew chapter 17, verses 1 through 5, he saw the transfiguration of the Lord Jesus Christ. In John chapter 20, and the first 10 verses of John chapter 20, Jesus had been raised from the dead and Peter came to the tomb of Jesus and he saw Jesus an empty tomb. Peter said that he preached what he had seen. But Peter also wrote, I said in Acts chapter 4 and verse 20, that he preached what he had heard. So he preached what he had seen and he preached what he had heard. Well, what did he hear? Why Peter heard the words of Jesus. The words of Jesus are marvelous words. It is said of Jesus in John chapter 7 in verse 46, Never man spake like this man. When Jesus preached, no one has ever been able to equal his preaching and teaching. And Peter heard the words of Jesus. He heard the Sermon on the Mount. And in that sermon Jesus said, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Jesus in that sermon said, Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, him will I liken unto a wise man that built his house upon the rock. So Peter heard that sermon. He heard the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 8 as he calmed the troubled waters and he said, Peace be still. And we need to know that Jesus Christ can calm our troubled souls today. All we must do is take it to the Lord in prayer. But Peter preached the gospel that he had heard, and he heard Christ give the worldwide commission. In Matthew chapter 28 in verse 18 beginning, Jesus said, "...all Power has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. You see, Peter heard Jesus give that commission. And Peter was faithful in carrying it out. While it was on the day of Pentecost, after Jesus had been raised from the dead, that the apostle Peter spoke and he said, Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, you have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 36, he said, Let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God, that God hath made that same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, when they heard what Peter said, when they heard what Peter preached, When they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter answered and said unto them, This is the gospel Peter preached. He said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You see, Peter heard Christ give the worldwide commission. On the day of Pentecost, he was carrying out that commission. Peter taught people to purify their hearts by the obedience to the gospel. In 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 22, he said, seeing that you have purified your soul." in obeying the truth. So Peter preached what he had heard. He heard Jesus give the great commission. But Peter also heard what Christ said about man-made organizations. In Matthew, the 15th chapter, and in verse 13, Jesus said, Every plant, which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted up. Well, Jesus Christ came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi and Peter heard Jesus ask this question, Whom do men say that I the Son of Man am? And there were the speculations about his identity. Some thought he was Jeremiah back from the dead. Some thought he was Elijah. Some thought he was John the Baptist or some other prophet. But then Jesus asked this question, Who do you say I am? And Peter answered by saying, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And my friend, there's never been a greater statement made than that found in Matthew sixteen sixteen. Then Jesus said to him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, which means Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter. Thou art Peter. And upon this rock, that is, upon the confession that Peter had made, that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of God, upon this bedrock truth, Jesus said, I will build my church, and Peter heard what Jesus said about the church, and thus Peter preached the gospel that he heard. Well, I'm aware of the fact today that it's not an uncommon thing for men to to build churches. Sometimes they name them after themselves. Sometimes they name them uh, after something uh, that's uh, uh, other than what you can read in the Bible. I, I remember being in a, uh, on a trip one time, going to preach in a gospel meeting, and my family was with me, and I said, Look up on the side of that hill. There was a building on the hill, and the name of the church was The Church of What's Happening. I don't think I've ever been able to find that anywhere in the book. But Peter Peter preached the gospel that he had heard. He heard what Jesus said about plants that the Lord did not plant. And there's a day that they're going to be rooted up. He heard what? He heard Christ when Christ, Christ prayed for him. That's what he heard. He preached the gospel that he heard. Why in Luke, the 22nd chapter, verses 31 and 32. Jesus came to Peter and said, Simon, Simon, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But, but I prayed for you that your faith fail not and when you are converted, strengthen the brethren. You know, that, that must have been, meant a lot to Peter to know that Jesus had prayed for him. But in spite of the fact that Jesus prayed for him, Peter went right out, Denied the Lord three times. But he heard Jesus when he prayed for him, and our Lord will be our mediator today before the throne of God. Now let's summarize what Peter preached, the gospel that he preached. He preached a gospel that taught that faith comes by hearing. Now we read in Romans the 10th chapter, and in verse 17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But let me read a passage to you from Acts the 15th chapter and verse number 7. Now, When there had been much dispute, Peter rose up and said to them, Men and brethren, You, you know that a good while ago God chose among us that by my mouth, that by my mouth, The Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. So Peter's gospel taught, faith comes by hearing. Also, he preached that repentance is essential to one's salvation. Repentance is a prominent theme in the message of Peter. Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized. Acts three nineteen, repent and be converted. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, the time of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. But Peter also taught that baptism is a command of God. Going back to the passage in Acts 2 that we've already mentioned, he said, when asked, what shall we do? Repent and be baptized. That's a command of God. In Acts 10, 48, Peter had been preaching at the house of Cornelius, and he just asked the question in verse 47, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Spirit as well as we? And the verse 48 says, He commanded them to be baptized. Peter taught that baptism was a command of God. In 1 Peter, the third chapter, and in verse 21, Peter wrote, the like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Peter also taught that obedience to God's command is essential. There's a passage in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 17 that we, we don't hear it quite uh, as often perhaps as we should, but this verse says, For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God, and it, it began first at us, what shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? You see, Peter taught that it is essential for an individual to obey God. We need to study Peter's way of preaching. Peter taught only God's oracles. Listen to him in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 11. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. Speak as the oracles of God. I want someone to tell me what God says. I don't want his opinion. I don't want his idea. I don't want his theory. I don't want to know what men said 50 years ago. I want to know what does God tell me in His Word. We are to speak as the oracles of God. There was a gospel preacher by the name of Gus Nichols. I sat at the feet of Gus Nichols on many occasions, listening to him teach and to preach. And, And in my mind, he's about the best preacher I think I've ever known all around. He was a preacher's preacher. And he would say to young preachers, you need to let God do more of the talking in your sermons. But then he would add, but God can hardly get a word in edgewise nowadays. You know, we need to let God speak. That's exactly what Peter did. He spoke only the oracles of God. We need to study Peter's way of preaching. We need to preach like Peter preached. Why, the gospel teaches that one must die the way that he lives. If I live a life of a renegade, I'm going to die the life of a renegade. If I live the life of a Christian, I'll die the death of a Christian. And we need to teach people how to live. We need to teach people how to die. That's what preaching is about. Someone called me one day. They they said, I'd like to interview you on the telephone and I'd like to find out your philosophy of preaching. And I thought for a moment, I said, well, I believe my responsibility as a preacher is to comfort the afflicted and to afflict the comfortable. I, I would like to be able to say that that Statement is uh, original with me, but it really isn't. But I believe that summarizes the responsibility of a preacher. People that are in affliction, they need to be comforted. And those who are comfortable in their sins need to be afflicted. I believe if we would heed this teaching, that the world would be a better place if we would preach like Peter preached. Just imagine if all preachers everywhere began to model their sermons after things that the apostle Peter taught. For example, suppose all preachers began to model their sermons on what a person must do to be saved after the sermon that Peter preached in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost, after what he said at the house of Cornelius in Acts chapter 10, well, what if he talked about the same things that Peter taught when he went down to Samaria in Acts chapter 8? What he said to the Ethiopian eunuch, and on and on we can go. Suppose preachers just began to tell people what Peter taught men must do, to be saved, be prepared to meet God in eternity, but not only that, how to live their lives right now. Wouldn't it be better I suggest to you that it would do away with a lot of the confusion we have in the world if we would just let the Bible speak for itself. Yes, we need to speak those things that are the truth of God. Peter said, I can't tell you anything but what I've seen. I can't tell you anything but what I've heard. And that ought to be enough. I want to thank you for watching us today. Now today on our telecast, we continue to offer a free Bible correspondence course. And I want to urge you in the closing moments to pick up the telephone and call right now for the free Bible course. Also, if you prefer, you can take that course online. It's the same course, but you can take it online. And also, may I give you a very personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community. We try to center everything we do around what God teaches in His Word. We revere it. We respect it. It's the inspired Word of God, and we need to live by it, and then we can die by it. I want to thank you for watching today, and until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer.
0: From my very first day at Faulkner, it's been an incredible experience. There's so much to do around campus, and I know that I've made friends that will last a lifetime. I love using my iPad in my classes. I feel really prepared for the future. Plus, the use of eText helps me cut costs on textbooks. At Faulkner
1: University, we seek to educate the whole person, including mind, spirit, and soul. That's what makes us different from most other universities. Visit our website today to see what Faulkner has for you.
0: Give me the Bible, holy message shiny My life shall guide me in the narrow way. Precept and promise, law and love combining till I shall vanish in eternal day. Getting to know your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the Church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580, or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.